beef on the brain this morning here on the farming show um kind of a special edition this weekend broadcasting this morning from kennewick washington here at the washington cattlemen association's annual convention here at the Three Rivers Convention Center. So I've been just immersed in the world of uh, beef and beef producers, you know, the real cowboys and the cattlemen and cattlewomen here. Um, gave a talk yesterday to the cattlewomen. That was fun, talking about my advocacy work with Safe Family Farming. I'm Dylan Honkoop, by the way, and thank you for being with us here on KGMI News Talk 790 this morning. Joining me right now is the executive director. Do I have that title right, Ashley? Okay, Ashley House, the executive director of the Washington Cattlemen's Association. Ashley, this is quite an event, number one, and I know, you know, in your position, you have a lot to do with helping pull all of those pieces together with all the people involved. But first, before we get into what's been going on here this week, talk about what is, for people who aren't familiar, what is the Cattlemen's Association here in Washington State? What are you guys all about? Well, thanks so much for having me this morning, Dylan. I really appreciate the opportunity. And thank you for the work that you do. I mean, this is a great, great way to talk to people about ag. So I certainly appreciate the opportunity. Um, Washington Cattlemen's Association, um, we've been around for a long time. Um, We're the premier advocacy association for those with cow-calf operations, small producers, mid-sized producers, and large producers alike. Um, You don't have to necessarily own cattle to be part of WCA. Mm -hmm. Um, Just passionate about ag and rural communities, beef, and and we we take all kinds. Um, We have three main uh, arms to our mission. Okay. Advocacy, Mm -hmm. outreach, and education. So a lot of what we're doing here this weekend at the convention Mm -hmm. um, is responsive to those three parts of our mission. Um, we had Congressman Dan Newhouse at yesterday's luncheon, um, and we've had some educational opportunities this time with uh, Dave Pratt with Ranching for Profit. So, um, and our outreach, of course, as a membership organization, um, is to reach our members and to to provide those peer-to-peer relationships and di- encourage dialogue amongst amongst producers. And again, we are uh, on location this morning broadcasting from Kennewick at the Washington Cattlemen's Association uh, Annual Convention. Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI with The Farming Show talking with Ashley House, the Executive Director of the Cattlemen's Association. Um, okay, so advocacy, education, and outreach. What are the issues, though, that you're advocating, educating, and outreaching sure. <laughs> on like what, what, what are the what are the big topics on the mind of folks within the beef the, the, and the cattle community right now here in Washington sure well this is certainly going to be no um, no surprise to you with as engaged as you are and as as engaged as your listeners are um, but sustainability is a big one. Yeah. Um, we've had a lot of conversations here this weekend about sustainability and what does that mean? What does that mean for our rural communities? What does that mean, you know, on your plate? What does it mean to have a sustainable um, diet? And what does it mean to have a sustainable food supply? So we really try and um, promote um, 
our product as a safe product, an affordable product, and a sustainable product. Hmm. So we're really proud of our producers that we have here and their commitment um, to a land ethic um, on the farm and um, and all the way through to your plate. So um, I'm, I really love you know the conversations that we're having here um, on on a on a you know national level yeah. and then. Um, and on the local level as well. That t- it, the narrative that you often hear in the news and in you know more public spheres is is kind of the other way from that. Ah, oh, beef is beef really sustainable? You know, ah, oh, meatless Mondays. Ah, oh, plant based meat, which just kind of raises my hackles just to say that out loud. It's not meat if it's not meat, but. It, how are you countering that? How, how you're talking about sustainability? That's first off. I mean, as far as stereotypes goes, that's probably not what most people would think that beef producers are talking about. Sure, sure. I think you know what we're trying to highlight amongst um, our producers is their commitment as the uh, the original environmentalists and their commitment to um, providing a safe product for your family. I mean, these guys here and these men and women here are the ones really feeding the world. Mm -hmm. Um, I was talking to one of our producers um, yesterday and he was like, you know, I I figure that I feed about 250 people a year. And I think that's a great metric um, to, to have in your back pocket. And when you talk about what you do, you feed people. Um, So, you know, we're fortunate here in the United States and here in Washington State particularly um, that we're able to sustain ourselves mm-hmm. um, on the state level. And then, and then, you know, further, further down the line, um, support ourselves domestically. So I think that's really important. Um, we're, we're trying to highlight those positive stories and, um, and, and really reiterate to folks that may not have a comprehensive understanding of ag uh, that, that there's a land ethic and there's a stewardship ethic on all of these farms and ranches, and that's to be celebrated um, and to, to maybe thought a, bit, a little bit more at the end of the day. What so. about the carbon issue? I know that's been a political football in a lot of ways, but the more data comes out, the more a lot of the anti-farming, anti-ranching, anti-beef narrative seems to be crumbling where the carbon numbers actually show a positive story for beef. Right, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we know the science is there that, um, you know, and Kyler Beard in one of his videos yesterday, um, you know, he his opinion is that cows are gonna save the planet. Hmm. So, um, you know, it's a low cost solution, which is often what we talk about um, in front of the legislators or in a regulatory environment that the environmental benefits that cattle provide and the way that they help sequester carbon in the soil is very low cost. Um, so I think that's an important um, uh, important detail to remember when we're talking about some of these ecosystem services that farmers and ranchers provide um, because carbon sequestration um, and there's carbon trading and low carbon fuel standards and all of these things that we deal with um, and we talk about um, that are kind of buzzwords, but when you really understand the science, um, it's a, you know a cow's a low cost solution yeah. to sequestering carbon. 
So Ashley House is with us right now here on the Farming Show. Dylan Honkoop on location this morning in Kennewick, Washington, here at the Washington Cattlemen's uh, Association convention, annual convention, uh, here on the trade show floor. Things just got underway here at seven o'clock in the morning. You got farmers and ranchers; they get going early. You know, they you do. normally you go to a trade show or a convention. Things maybe get underway at nine o'clock, but no, seven o'clock sharp here. Things are are underway here on the trade show floor, which is where we are uh, co- uh, talking uh, here with Ashley this morning at the Save Family Farming booth. Of course, that's what I'm here for. That's my day job um, advocating for farming, doing public outreach uh, about the farming community across Washington and, and cattlemen, of course, are a big part of that. Uh, cattlemen, along with dairy uh, farming, which I've been very involved with my whole life personally and now professionally as an advocate and communicator, both of those those communities have been kind of at the tip of the spear as far as taking attacks, accusations, false narratives um, out there in the political sphere from activists. Um, Ashley, as we talk about, you know, sustainability, go back to what you said just a couple of minutes ago, talking about like food security issues and being able to produce food for the masses here domestically rather than importing it, bringing that food in from foreign countries you know, that has been an issue for American food producers, growers, farmers for a long time, but it's become a much bigger thing for the consumer with the pandemic and for the first time in a, most people's lifetime seeing empty shelves, if, as we have seen in the last year or so, uh, with shortages and all these things going on. What's the latest on that right now? People are seeing beef prices in the store go up. There were, you know, there's maybe not as much in stock as people are typically used to certainly not the empty shelves that we saw over a year ago what is happening within the industry as far as that and and are any of these higher prices actually making it back to the producer does that mean anything to them you know i i really appreciate the the term that i think you've coined um with saving family farms about being an advocate yeah um i think that's a great a great term and one i've used with our folks here um but in response to some of the supply issues that we experienced um there was a when i was in graduate school and i was studying um ranch management and sort of the business behind ranching. Um, our, my professors in our program always said, there are no premiums, only discounts. Mm. And I think that um, is sort of a changing or shifting ideolo- ideology mm-hmm. um, and concept because the, you know, the, there was a study out of Kansas State some years ago that was kind of the premier authoritative study um, about consumers and what what do they consider, what's their priority when they consider buying beef. And that study um, came to the conclusion that price, price is what determines um, what they select off the shelf. But with COVID and the pandemic and some of the, the challenges that we've seen um, in, in the near past, I think you're starting to see that shift a little bit. Mm. And people, um, you know, are are coming to us vehemently and saying, I care about where my food comes from. I care that there's a narrative and a person and a face 
behind um, what's on my plate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I personally live in Seattle, and I know that my neighbors and my friends and my peer group, um, you know, they're, they have a more keen interest in who I represent and, and what's their story. So I think story is becoming um, much more important and much yeah. more indicative of what they select at the supermarket these days. What's happening with shortages? Obviously, producers are still growing animals. You know, during the pandemic, I know a big part of the issue was the processing capacity, you know, slaughterhouses being able to, you know, get beef ready for people to eat. Absolutely. When, you know, you know there were outbreaks, you know, of, of illness going through crews and they were having to stay home and quarantine and all these things. Where is that at now? I mean, now we've kind of, in some ways, moved beyond that. We're hearing about, you know, shipping containers and harbors. And how does that play out in the beef world then when we're talking about primarily something that's grown here in the U.S. still? Right. Um, The thing to remember about beef is it's a perishable commodity, right? So, um, you know, there are all of these issues with logistics and transport and supply chain, certainly. Um, But WCA is really working actively um, to break some of those log jams that we're seeing. Um, Just as, you know, an anecdote uh, for the convention this weekend, obviously, we want to serve beef. We want to serve our product. It's our signature product, and we want to serve it um, as part of our celebration at, at all of our events and our meal times. Um, and I was told that the deadline for ordering our, our food for the almost 200 people and guests <laughs> that we'll have here today, you know, had to be um, submitted almost, um, you know, I think it was 45 days in advance. So they made oh sure they had enough beef and because um, we certainly can't serve chicken yeah. at the Cattlemen's <laughs> Convention. Yeah, that wouldn't go over like a lead balloon. Yeah, yeah. it wouldn't fly, no <laughs> pun intended. Um, so, so there are those issues, but WCA is working actively. One of the bills we supported last session um, was to direct more funding to more to smaller and mid-size um, custom harvest plants. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that'll really help. Um, and there's a need for that. I mean, there's a there's a backup right now. I was talking to our second vice president, um, Brandon Brink, earlier, and he was telling me that he was trying to get a date for custom harvest recently. Mm-hmm. And um, the earliest date for ab- availability that he was given was in 2023. Mm-hmm. So that's a problem. But we're going to remain... Right. And again, perishable commodity, you can't hold cattle for two years and and get them, um, you know, in prime condition for slaughter. So um, we are remaining engaged and working actively to break those log jams um, because processing and um, just uh, capacity for processing um, for all our our different custom operations is, is really important. So... Farming Show here on location in Kennewick this morning. Dylan Honkoop with you here on KGMI. Traveling with the Farming Show this morning because I'm here uh, with Save Family Farming. Got a booth here on the trade show floor. Uh, We're in the third day of the annual Washington Cattlemen's Association Convention here at the Three Rivers Convention uh, Center. The the trade show kicked off at 7 o'clock sharp this morning, so it's already underway here as we're talking with Ashley House, the executive director of the Cattlemen's Association. Just a minute or, or two left here uh, with you, Ashley. But, uh, you know, all these different things changing 
what's the attitude what's what's the feeling of of the actual producers uh, it, it, cattlemen in a lot of ways people producing beef have gotten kind of beat around a bit um the last few years you know Absolutely. lots of bad stories about oh they're actually bad people or you know they're polluting or they're you know all this stuff that isn't true that's got to be really discouraging then on a on a human level you talk about that human story being so important are they are, are they getting discouraged despite the good work that they're doing you know i i think the attitude out of this weekend has been really positive and really optimistic. I think for one, people are excited to be back with their fear, their peers and to mm-hmm. be exchanging um, knowledge gained over the past year when we weren't able to gather together. So I think um, folks are really energized just by virtue of being together yeah. um, and, and being in a friendly environment. Um, as far as as the future and what we're looking towards and our goals and our attitude, you know, we, we believe in our product. Um, with some of the, the plant-based products that are on the horizon and certainly um, lab-produced meat, you know, I think we're really confident that we have a good product. Yeah. We have a good reputation for our product. We've built the name of meat. Yeah. We've um, built the name of beef. Um, so we're really not concerned. We want to protect that product by not allowing others to to uh, piggyback on the good reputation of meat or beef by calling their product the same thing because right. it's not the same product. Yeah. So um, I think I, I think the the men and women here this weekend they're they're optimistic, but they're going to keep working hard and they're. Um, you know, there's no there's no rest for the wicked. So, <laughs> so um, these are, are you saying farmers and ranchers <laughs> are wicked? They're not. <laughs> they're not no, wicked. No rest for the wicked or farmers and ranchers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's right. <laughs> yes. Which we know to be true here on it's a good on correction. the farming show. <laughs> Again, Ashley House is with us, executive director of the Washington Cattlemen's Association. I'm Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI on uh, the farming show here this saturday morning um man we were just saying about plant-based fake meat it's interesting that just as the convention here was getting underway thursday and i haven't checked the the numbers you know last night or or this morning as far as stock prices and all that kind of stuff but uh, the news broke on thursday that uh, beyond meat one of those leading fake meat companies their stock had tumbled by some 17% or more, and things were not looking good for them. You know, that really ultimately doesn't surprise me because I just, in my gut, know that Americans, people anywhere really, but Americans, that's the culture that I know, just don't, as much as there was hype about that, they can't get pumped up about that. that is, is that sustainable? You know, I just saw a video actually out of Australia. Uh, some, some cattle producers there doing kind of an illustrated video showing uh, how fake meat is actually made and how ultra-processed it is and all the different steps and all the different chemicals. And it's like, no, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't shock me that after all the initial hype, all the initial growth, that stuff is tanking. And that does give me optimism of uh, maybe a future return to a little bit more sanity in the food landscape. That real, natural, 
products that have been consumed for millennia still make sense, especially when they're produced in a sustainable way that they are here in Washington State. Which, by the way, and we got to wrap up here, how big is Washington in the grand scheme of things nationally? Where, where do we stack up here in Washington with the amount of beef that we produce? Ooh, you know, I'd, I'd have to... In the middle of the pack? I, the Pacific Northwest as a region, I'm, I'm more comfortable talking about us as yeah. a region, but um, we, you know, we're, we're a player. And mm-hmm. at our um, national affiliate, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, um, we have, that's all of the 50 states working together on behalf of producers. Um, and I'm really pleased with that relationship um, just because we, we get a strong voice here in the Pacific Northwest. And, I think um, well, a lot of people here, and the reason I ask that is a lot of people here don't realize just what we have right in our own backyard. Absolutely. Uh, with the, the quality natural food, that, food that's produced here. Ashley House again with us here on The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Uh, Ashley is the executive director of the Washington Cattlemen's Association here as we broadcast from Kennewick at their annual convention. Ashley, thanks for your time this morning and all the good work that you guys do. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you for your work.